How is it going? Welcome to Legacy Respawn Podcast, your weekly source of video game news, reviews, and impressions. My name is Andrew, and joining me virtually is the Rogue Master, the King of RimWorld, Jacob. <laughs> the, the now King of RimWorld. <laughs> I've officially become it. I am, I am in the royalty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with your royalty expansion, uh, you now are proclaimed the King of RimWorld. Yeah, Just another, that's it. Another uh, title you earned on this on the show. Meaningless titles that you really? can't use in life, you know, <laughs> but they mean, they mean something else. Yeah. They mean something else. I need to start stacking them up on my uh, ID. Yes. Yeah. Putting them in my, in my name. Yeah. Yeah. You got to put it on your, your Twitter and, and uh, your paperwork at the MVA or DMV, wherever it is. Excuse me, sir. I think you mean X. <laughs> uh, Twitter oh, isn't a thing oh, anymore. Yeah. Twitter. My, oh, Sorry. My, my apologies. Yes. Before you get sued, you better watch out. X. Because it's X. I don't know why they would do that because it, to me, when I think of that, it just reminds me of like uh, mature content now. And I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's exactly what it looks like on the icon for your phone, too. (laughs) So I went ahead and scooted that off my main front page. (laughs) Scooted a couple pages over. So it's not like, oh, look at that. I don't know. So the, the, they changed it from Twitter to X and the like remapping all this stuff and remarketing how it's like there's no more retweets and tweets and they're, they're just called mm-hmm. quotes and likes and stuff like that. And now. Post post. I feel like it's yeah. very generic. You know, I feel like that's what Twitter kind of like was different than everything else, because, you know, when you say oh, I'm going to retweet that you like, you know, that's the platform, right? You know, that's Twitter. That's what they're mm-hmm. talking about right away. So I don't know why you would take that branding away when it was so successful, but I don't know anything about marketing really. Like when it comes to that. So maybe the, the geniuses over there are doing something that I just don't understand, but I feel like taking that, that branding away. It was a big, big mistake, but pretty silly. And, and definitely didn't make sense to do it now. I don't know. It's silly. So everybody still calls it Twitter and everybody still makes tweets. Yeah, you can't reprogram people, right? I mean, they've been using Twitter yeah. since what I don't know, early two thousands. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I just don't see where I don't see the benefit of of doing that and why he would do that. the The big sign that they put on top there that was like strobing the building across the street from it they, they've removed that already. Mm. Instead of leaving it up there, you know, maybe putting it like a solid color that's not as like blinding. Or aiming it like a different direction. Now it's like whatever, we'll rip it back down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that platform is going to be. It's going to become. It's very questionable at the moment. There's been a lot of changes in it. It's definitely not what it was at least like two years ago. I'll say that even a year ago. But yeah, it's completely different. I mean, even <laughs> I mean, just from the time that I made our the podcast account it's it's been a big yeah it's a big change from i don't know a couple years ago now but and i seen the they actually stripped so somebody had the uh the at uh username of music yeah at music did you see that i and, did i just i just read about that last night or, or day before <laughs> and they 100 percent stripped that account uh for that for that uh at tag yeah, they didn't give yeah, them. They it, didn't give them anything for it, right? So they just they were like, "Hey, we're going to take your username. Yeah. Uh, do you want it to be one of these uh, like basically generated names?" 
Yeah, uh, here we changed it to this one, um, but you was, could change it to like Music Man. Yeah, <laughs> one of them was Music Music. <laughs> yeah, and Music Music. <laughs> uh, it was so funny when I was reading that. They cut they <laughs> they change it to at musician, <laughs> and they're like, "Well, you can Perfect. change it to one of these other ones, but we're just gonna make it this for now." <laughs> Here's music one two three. You can have that one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> music lover, on, I think, man. was one of them. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> I thought I was like, man, that's that's not. I guess it's their platform. I get it, you know, but still. Like, yeah, but usually they offer you like something yes. or like, hey, yeah. we're sorry to do this, you know. Some kind of compensation, right? Like, <laughs> or even offering, like, "Hey, we were just wondering, could we be able to get this from you? Here's a thousand bucks for the low, low price of free. <laughs> it's not a lot of money, but you could give them like, I don't know. Here's a hundred bucks. Does that sound good? <laughs> Here's a coupon, a ten percent off on a Tesla. Yeah, yeah. Or they could have gave them a free verified thing. You got to pay for that, right? True, but they could have been the, like, "Here, you just yeah. have a lifetime of this free membership service." The check mark. Thing. He would have been like, "Oh, ah, get it away from me!" <laughs> you know, they made it now so that you can hide that. Uh, so <laughs> I people didn't know that you can hide it. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, they changed it right because everybody was getting bashed for having the check mark now because they got to pay <laughs> yeah, for it. For, for <laughs> trying to be real, it was like, yeah. but I want you to know it's me. Yeah, so now people they were getting bashed for for paying into that. Uh, whatever service is. So now they got the option to hide the check mark, <laughs> <laughs> which is, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, there, I don't know. How, the I don't even know how to problem take with that. There was a, um, one of the politicians, um, the one, she's a younger one that she, she's been on like a couple streams before. I think she did one of those big events where they play games with like people and just talked about like politics, I guess. Mm. But I saw that her, when they took all that away, somebody made a parody account that was all you could see on there. Like it said her name and then quotations, something, something matched the same as her regular one, but it cut off parody on there. So it looked like hers and you could see the check mark. Mm. Like it was enough that Elon Musk commented something on it, thinking it was them. Wow. Yeah, and she was like, this isn't a problem because it's not me and your own creator doesn't even know <laughs> <laughs> the owner of the CEO of the whole company. Yeah, something. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know why you're paying to be verified anyways. Like, what is the... I don't understand the purpose of all that to begin with. Like, I get it. Like, I, I, like if you're verified, you should be like, that should just be a thing. Like, that's there, right? Like you've mm. been on the you've been on the platform, you have a ton of followers. You know, obviously, you are the person that you say you are. Verify that. Yeah, account. you're real. Right. So I don't know why I don't know why that needs to be a thing that you buy into. Uh, but nonetheless, <laughs> I don't run Twitter or X or whatever it is. So. <laughs> um, I'm just a big dumb dumb that you know. And then they then they did the the post limit thing. Did you see? Did you see any of that? Yeah, I don't know if they're still doing well. You could only look at so many posts a day, like scroll through. Yeah, it was like a temp. I think it was temporary, but it's the concept of that because you weren't you you're a, a free user, <laughs> you mm-hmm. were a, a premium paid blue check mark uh, kind of person. So you only get like the season you could, post. What was it? You could only send so many DMs too and receive them. 
Yeah. It's like you, hit you to the limit. Your free trial of Twitter. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> it's a, yeah. I see. I'm not a big social media person to begin with. So none of this really matters to me, but I'm sure some people make a living using Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. So I can understand why that could be a bit uh, irritating and them changing all this stuff and, and do, doing all this stuff. I, I don't know. It's messing with people's livelihoods at some point, I think. But Definitely is. But I just don't. I'm not Making a social people media lose the months. Yeah. And I also noticed <laughs> Twitter is one of the services. They have a lot of like explicit content on Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this is oh, yeah. if if so the problem I noticed right is when when I so our our Twitter thing for the podcast is like gaming related and the game industry stuff and the stuff that we follow on that account is game related somehow or another that is it is is linked somehow to OnlyFans associations I don't know why that is <laughs> it's it's a lot of it's like a streaming thing right I think it just all falls into like a bucket. And mm-hmm. this is this is what you get. This is what's curated for your account. <laughs> I, I don't know I how that works, <laughs> but it's like the the ones that a lot of the OnlyFans like users also um, are big into gaming and streaming too. It's like they they do both. Like they have that side of it that they do, and then they have the gaming side of it that they do. And some <laughs> of them keep it separate, and some of them do not. <laughs> they yeah. do they do both together. Yeah. So I don't know. I just I just find that to be not that I care personally, but I could see if, like if it was a, a somebody that was a younger age, you know, they they're like, oh yeah, I want to follow the Game Awards. Oh, I want to follow uh, uh, Paradox uh, Interactive. Oh yeah, I don't mind following Rockstar. The next thing you know, you got you got uh, you know somebody's big old bonkadonks uh, <laughs> smacking uh, some gaming mic or something, and you, you know, like what is what is like, what is happening here? <laughs> yeah. How did I end up here? Yeah. And my God, don't click on one of them because then it's like, no. oh, you like that, huh? Yeah. Hey, you like this? You're going to get five more tomorrow. <laughs> You're going to get more it's of these. <laughs> not even, you can't even click on it. You can't even stay looking at the post for more than like two seconds. Or yeah. it's like, oh, I know, I know what you want. Here, <laughs> here's a thousand more. Here's other people. Yeah. Look at them. Yeah, they, 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 they do not hold back. And I don't know if that's something you can set up in the settings so it don't show. I don't think there's a, like a like so when people post stuff, it's not labeled mature, right? That's <laughs> just uh-uh. it's like how do you even filter that content? I don't know. I don't no, know. I don't believe it has a, an adult filter or anything on there. Yeah. Well, maybe you can filter certain like content, and you you can you can mute and filter out certain words and terms. I think too, and I don't know if it uses it, but they do have that um, like a if a picture is censored or you can have it blurred, but they have to click on the picture to unblur it. So I have seen that. I I have seen that. Right. But the pictures that are like, (laughs) there's other pictures with it or that are actually more explicit than the one that was blurred. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually blurred. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what is, what's the point of the blur then at this point? Um, You know, I check that out. I can still see. uh, Yep. Yep. There it is. Yeah. Like the picture right before the blurred one was worse than the blurred one. Like, why are you blurring this one? (laughs) Like how is that? Uh, how do they target that? I, I think the whole platform just needs some rework, and I think whatever they're reworking is not what needs to be reworked. <laughs> not not the right place to rework it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just I don't know. Some, weird, some poor choices. Uh, weird associations on there, but 
if you're into OnlyFans and gaming, just check out our podcast. It's no. There. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, then you'll be excited for our new announcement. Yeah. <laughs> After hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to. Yeah, we we lowered the lights down a little bit. And get a little candlelight going. A little glow in the background. Yep. Nice little change your outfits. Yeah. <laughs> Just have less outfit. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a. It's a thing on that. I don't know. But I don't know why this why this tangent's even happening right now. Where, where did this come from? Yeah, I don't know how we got here. We uh we started and I forgot we started. Yeah. Uh, we just kind of <laughs> just been. <laughs> That's this how it is, works. It was all about you playing royalty uh, expansion on RimWorld, I believe. It is. <laughs> that That's where it stemmed from. That makes sense. <laughs> With your, your girthy uh, amount of hours you have on there now, right? Oh, it's gross. Do we need the, the weekly update of uh, Jacob's RimWorld hours? <laughs> um, I am at... Wow. Oh, you broke a nice uh, milestone. I see. Good job. Yeah, I've never done that. <laughs> That's more than Civ now. Yeah. Wow. Not a big fan of Dust Aliens, I see here, though. Two hours on record. Uh, no, I, I, it's pretty quick. It's like a small, <laughs> it's like an arena shooter. Oh, uh, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So 201 hours uh, getting getting into your first DLC. Uh, I already know the answer to this question, but do you still feel uh, like there's value there to gain? <laughs> like, <laughs> I believe that there's a little bit of value. Like, so. <laughs> it, uh, you can't really go wrong for like what the first time you spend. You, is it 30 on here or is it? It's, it's 30, not 20, right? What the game? 35. It's 35. Yeah. The standard. Yep. yep. Yeah. 34.99 would get you. And that's worth in. every every penny. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Rimworld is one of those games that you can just sit down and play endlessly for, for hours because you can play as little or much as you want and it's enjoyable regardless of the, the, the session. It's, it's, I don't know. It's just something about it that just has... It's it's cutesy enough. Like The graphics aren't trying to overdo anything. They're, they're there, and I think the art style just fits the game. Like If this game was remade into like a 3D environment, I don't even think it would be as fun. Like, I think it's the yeah. fact being that it's the one that's two D, two D plane, and you're just these weird like like you said earlier, like Prison Architect kind of. If people aren't familiar with RimWorld, I'm, I'm pretty sure they've seen Prison Architect, and it's very similar uh, player models. Or um, what, what's the other one? Would it would you compare it to the other uh, prison? Um, what was the one where you had to escape? The escapist. Um, the escapist. That was more of like a pixelated. Yeah. Uh, isn't that somewhat similar? Are they are they pixel or are they big head? Yeah, so there are. I, um, I actually have that. I'll, I'll pull it up. Hold on one second. Let's see. Uh, escapist, escapist. I forgot how that. I forgot how the alphabet works. Oh nope, you're right. They were pixel. It's just pixel people, right? And they had legs and arms. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good game too. I don't know if you put too much time into that. Uh, how much I have in that one? It's uh, pretty fun. It's, it's much funner if you play with another person, though. Because um, it's like you get a... So, so you have to do, like... like For the escapes, you have to do, like, your daily, like, prison chores. You have a job. And you have to do these blah, blah, blah. And lunchtime, break time. 
and you have to do all those things. And if you don't do those things, then the, the guards will start to uh, look for you and put you in your place where you need to be. Uh, but you can slowly like, oh, I'm going to steal a plastic fork uh, from the kitchen during lunchtime. I'm going to use this to chisel at this block for like five days in a row to break out the front. Yeah, Stuff like that you can do in that game, which makes it really enjoyable. And you can do that with like another person. And, you know, you could be doing a multi escape route thing or some of the actual uh, ways to, to complete a level actually requires it to be multiplayer because you need two people to do it has it to be two yeah so there is some like two player only routes that you could take in that game it's uh pretty good on that uh that first one i would always steal all the silverware or the plastic wire from the the cafeteria and then i'd bury underneath my bed yeah yeah. (laughs) and and dig all the way to the all the way to the exit (laughs) yes it's a a fun time time. you got to build those stilts yeah, then you get your bed sheets you got to steal from everybody's cell to hang over the cell uh, bars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> steal everyone's pillows. They're getting in trouble. <laughs> yeah, then you got to get a soap and a sock. <laughs> yeah. Craft a soap I'd always sock. Uh, go clog someone else's toilet. <laughs> shove like something down their toilet. I was like, let me shove these uh, these right. keys and this brick. <laughs> I'm going to have to bring this over. Uh, I got it on the Switch, too. I think the Escape is, too. Next time up over, we'll have to we'll have to run up a match. Of, uh, yeah, like do that. I've never done the more difficult prisons. I, I've only done some of the more mm-hmm. like standard ones. The the ones later game are uh, much much harder uh, with like metal detectors you, and stuff the, like that. The maximum size prisons yeah. those are. Yeah, so I've never actually completed one of those. Uh, personal goals. We now have to jump in there. That's like a four player game too. I think. Everybody could uh, escape from prison. Everybody's escaping. <laughs> you basically beat up everybody in the prison at that point. Yeah, you got a small gang. You can just soak a <laughs> soap and a sock out of everybody. Yeah, all the guards. Soap and a sock. Yeah, that is a good game, though. I don't think people don't ever talk about the escapists. I think everybody needs to go download that. It's probably super cheap. That's a. Uh... That's been around for a while too, really. Twenty mm-hmm. fifteen. Uh, the Escapist, uh, the first one here on Steam. I didn't. I haven't oh, played it. Played is twenty fifteen. I haven't played it since twenty seventeen. <laughs> 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 I, I have played the but second was, one on on Switch much more recently. That, but <laughs> it did come out in twenty fifteen. So oh, you're <laughs> day one. That. You're in there day one yeah, escaping. <laughs> I, I guess so. You out. I was one of the first prisoners. <laughs> Metacritic only a 71. Tisk tisk. <laughs> Much better than that. I think people just don't they they don't get adjusted to like the pixel graphics as easily as we do, I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I love being a nice pixel pixel game. Like, I, I don't have no problem with that. And people see pixels, they're like, oh my god. Like, where's the production value on this game? <laughs> they, what they is just, this, the 90s? Yeah, they did this. What, they just don't have a graphics department? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like come on now. But I think stuff like this. It don't have to be overcomplicated, right? It just needs to be simple. Simple and fun. Yeah. That's, that's all we need, right? Simple and fun. RimWorld, exactly, is what that is. Yeah, I can do whatever. I can, I can hang up. I can raise, like, a group of, like, 
I guess, animals that fight for me, that, that, that attack people and they come in, but that they also, you know, like haul stuff. You're playing it like Ark. <laughs> yeah. I told them that last one that I had before it went wrong and had like three gorillas and the tiger that would come to fight with me. <laughs> Didn't matter, though. Did not matter. <laughs> You're way too primitive to, to outlast that mech invasion. Yeah, I, I, I really like playing when you start in the tribes, like in the tribal area and kind of go from there. Yeah, I've never, I've never tried that that tribe one. Like, you, you start what naked? Maybe, uh, no, just what, like five people. Four people? On. You get five people. You get three animals, but you get a lot of less like starting food and like material. You basically have enough to build like a shelter in the very beginning and to eat once. Most of your people come in mal- malnourished, mm. like they start off malnourished. And kind of got to go from there. I guess you could eat your animals. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, if they're if they're not like <laughs> usually like bigger ones that can haul stuff, you can do it. That and that game being pixel graphics, really like if your animals are like just normal like cats or small dogs that could hang around with um your people and stay in the rooms, but then all of a sudden they get chased by like a predator. And you're trying to get there, and then they eat them in front of you. That's real nice on, uh, yeah. on the pixel graphics. Real sad. <laughs> it is upsetting. Uh, I think I have little. Uh, I think in mine, I got a bunch of like little pet bunnies, and they all like sleep in little beds in the kitchen, or not around like the <laughs> dining room area, not in the kitchen. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, bunny beds in your in your eating room. Yeah, yeah they're just pooping just... everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> they chill out in there, you know. They give everybody company water, you know. Everybody gets excited. They like the like the company of the bunnies. Um, but that is, is that's a constant worry, right? You got a stray fox or or something running mm-hmm. around that uh, will totally eat your animal pets. <laughs> Actually, you know, you just be doing your thing, and all of a sudden, it's like Grizzly Two is chasing after Pumpkin. It's ready. <laughs> no, run, no, run! No. <laughs> Move your little legs. <laughs> yeah, that game is it's just a big old story unraveling. Oh man, yeah, some wild <laughs> stuff that happens. That turtle I told you about that I was like, oh, I tamed a like a hundred year old turtle, and then it came in and went straight to the room that had all the the drugs in it that I was selling, <laughs> <laughs> and it it just gobbled him up, and he was running around tweaked out of his mind. <laughs> that turtle's gonna bite somebody. <laughs> He's gonna. <sighs> yeah, he did him pass right out. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. It makes me want to have to fire up RimWorld. I know. This dude is too yeah, good. Those expansions, they're on sale. Too good. Yeah, oh, I know. I, I know. I need to put more time into the base game. I'm not there. I'm not there like you. <laughs> 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 There's so much stuff you can just do in the base game. I, I never really ever felt like I even needed to add a content. No. To that. <laughs> I was going to say, I got a nice list of mods that you could put on it that are like quality of life stuff that makes it fun, too. Just yeah. like simple stuff. Yeah, I had some of those. Did you ever get the wall light one? Because that is the best one ever. Yes, that is still <laughs> the top liked and rated one that's on there. It's the number one. It's so good. You got to have the wall lights. Wall light, is, it changes the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that and uh, Simple Sidearms is like the other one that's like oh, yeah, really yeah. That is really cool. changes it for like the better. Yeah, I guess I, it makes it a little the, more fun. Yeah, the only thing with that is the enemies get the sidearms as well, so you gotta you gotta kind of plan for that too. Yeah, but sometimes my people well. just don't they they won't <laughs> I don't know what happens, but they they won't pick up the second one sometimes. I don't know. Mm. They'll have no second one. Or sometimes they just won't have any guns. Like, where you where you where to put your weapons, sir? Where do you put it? <laughs> they they just throw them or drop them somewhere. Yeah, stuff so stuff happens. And but yeah, that is a super handy one once you get it, you know, set up right or whatever. So because some of you, you know, you got to still like go in there and like tweak it for each like kind of like person because their like traits are different. For like, oh, you're a long, you know, you're gonna get a sniper. You like melee. You're gonna get this uh, this thing and a pistol. Yada yada. Give you this big meaty club <laughs> and a pistol <laughs> and a pew pew. A pew pew. Get ready for this. Get ready for this load of ten mechs coming in. <laughs> I forgot. I had something else I thought I was going to tell you, but I guess I didn't. Uh, I got a, I got a something funny that you'll enjoy. Yeah. Uh, since Baldur's Gate is like the hot thing, um, Matt Mercer apparently was playing it and streaming with the uh, the creator, I guess, or the director. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Sven? 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 I think Finky? he's the. I want to say he's the CEO of Larian. Well, Matt Mercer was playing with him and talking to him at the same time, and. Mercer stacked up about 45 crates in the air, used like the jump ability a couple times to get all the way on top of it, and then shot this arrow of trans transportation, transportation, something, and put himself over top like ramparts onto the top of the castle. One of the castles, I guess, in the <laughs> beginning. Uh, maybe. And uh, <laughs> he's sitting there watching him do it, and Mercer's just like, and you stack this here. And we'll just jump up here. And now I'm over here. And it's easy like that. And the driver's like, oh, wow. Oh, that's, that's a, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. B- so that's, that's very smart. I haven't. I, I have nowhere near enough hours to give it a, any kind of real good good thought of review here. But it is it is impressive. And like like you said though that that instance where he did that it gives you that amount of freedom in that game that is just hard on to like no other game like you can just do things in there that you know there is it gives you that thing so when you fi- like fire up Elden Ring for instance right it doesn't you can do whatever you want and go wherever you want and it does that same kind of thing in Boulder's Gate where you you just explore you go do your thing and you're gonna obviously have journal entries and quests and stuff that you can do. But nobody's telling you you need to go do it right now. <laughs> you know, you can go do whatever you want. And that is one of the best parts. The exploration and, and checking out, okay, I'm going to open this chest or look in this barrel or, or whatever this. And then it has a little bit of a different setup than Divinity because, uh, like, your spells, I'm guessing this is more directed towards, like, the Dungeons and Dragons side of it. Yes. Yeah, so you like your... So when I'm So when I started the game... I wasn't overly familiar with how I usually make a sorcerer or a wizard style character. I wasn't overly familiar with how the spells worked. 
uh, mm-hmm. with with how they they work with D and D because um, I think you only can use like some spells you only can use once, like uh, per per session or whatever, right? So they have a what? Yeah, once per day or once per rest. Yeah, yeah. Really. So they incorporated Depending. that into the game, which is really neat. Uh, a thing. So I wasn't overly familiar with that. So what I did was I made a I made me a Wood Elf Ranger. Um, but cool thing, subclass for this is a, he's a Beastmaster. Uh, I mm-hmm. made him so so he can actually summon a companion. Um, and there's like five different companions you, you can summon on there. It's like uh, I think it was like a bird, like a raven, a wolf, bear, a pig, or I think it's a boar. They don't call it a pig, but <laughs> piggy. Uh, I think there's one more. So I've been using the wolf. And uh, he's actually really solid, you know. He's got 11 hit points, and he does a really solid bite lunge, like a lunging bite. And uh, mm-hmm. it's basically giving you an extra character uh, to, to move with, which is super handy. I'm super excited to like, like flesh out that like that whole like Beastmaster side yeah. of the Ranger because there's a lot of yep. stuff you can build on with that. I, I I didn't know anything about none of this stuff. I'm just going in there making me a character. I'm like, wow, I like this. This is cool. And I just keep kind of like just learning as I go because I don't have much history at all with D&D. Right. So I just don't know a lot of like this. I mean, these spells are strictly taken out of the D&D rule book. I mean, all this stuff mm-hmm. is like ported right over. They took the rule book and made it into a video game. <laughs> it's, it's the <laughs> yeah, best way to explain it. it. In there. Right. So you're doing your like dex checks. You're doing ability checks. You're doing saving throws. You're doing all that stuff that the D&D uh, you would do on a tabletop. And it really is like they just took a D&D campaign. They took it and put it into a digital format and gave you the rule book and you just play the game. You're playing this campaign that somebody created like the, and the game has a narrator, right? It's narrated just like uh, like Divinity. Uh, so, oh, so it's some, a 10 out of 10 already. So, the, yeah. So the, the, so the narrator's going at certain moments uh, and telling you some things. It basically like the, like the DM, right? So, you know, they're telling you the things in the background that are happening or or, or your inner like uh, your inner dialogue for your character, you know, is telling you some of that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it's got a, the, the lady that voices it is absolutely amazing voice actor. I, I wish I I don't know her name, but she does a fantastic job. Uh, her voice is very fitting for the narration role. It's just it's, it's bar none. It's, it's perfect. Uh, but yeah, so I made this what elf. Uh, uh, Ranger. Now he's a Beastmaster. You get Beastmaster at level three. You can pick some three subclasses for Ranger. You can go from yep. a Hunter. You can go for a Gloom Stalker, which is more like Ooh. the stealthy, uh, mm-hmm. stealthy kind of class. That's more of uh, it. I think he does some like, like buffs and debuff stuff, and you can get like a lot more stealthy tactical stuff with him. Like he's the guy you're not going to initiate in the battle right away. You're going to sneak him around the back for a flank or something like that. Yeah, probably going to be more ranged than... Very much so, yeah. Than, uh, then uh, melee. And then uh, the Beastmaster, which I was explaining. He Now, so the Beastmaster is kind of like a like a crossbreed, right? So you can pick a... There's a lot of stuff in his character creation screen, right? So you can pick... A, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. You, like, I couldn't even crunch it all into this, this uh, podcast. But just a brief summary, you know, you get to pick, like, uh, like uh, your, your favorite enemy, right? That's the person that your character has studied in the past and you get some stuff you inherited by studying that enemy, um, such as like a bounty hunter or, or some kind of mage, uh, some other stuff. And you get a different like attribute according mm-hmm. to that. So like a bounty hunter, for instance, you got uh, you got a plus two to, I think, investigation or something like that and something else. 
Uh, I did the mage one because the mage one gave me a plus two to arcane, and I wanted to have a little bit of spell casting for the, the companion stuff. Uh, yeah, and, and learning some stuff like that because I want them to kind of be a crossbreed of like not not too heavy into the mage uh, stuff. I want them to be like more of like an arcane archer kind of style where I'm throwing out maybe a buff. I'm doing I'm shooting an arrow or two and, and chomping some butts with my wolf, you know. But <laughs> and that's just like you, you know you're just setting that up. That's just your your initial character, and then beyond that, you know you can still multi class right. You can still do that. Yep. So if you really wanted to, you can do that. You can do a, a wizard ranger or you can do that druid fighter or, or however you want to do it. But I don't know enough about D&D to even attempt that right now. I think yeah, multi-classing <laughs> gets a little um, gets a little saucy. Yeah, so it's... <laughs> it has a max uh, level cap of 12 from what I read. Uh, so once you get to level 12, um, you know, that... Like if you say like a pure class, that's when you get your final uh, buff for that class, right? So every time when you multi-class, you're gonna have to take those twelve levels and split it between two different classes now. So if you wanted to be a level six ranger, level six fighter, or you can be a level eight ranger and then like a level four mage or something like that, you only can uh, assign those levels to the multi-class thing, like like that. Yeah, you only get uh, up to however many levels that you put in that specific one. Yeah, so you don't get like the the full effect of having six levels in one if you do four and two. Yep. But you can make some nasty combinations and some pretty crazy stuff uh, if you yeah. if you do it right. Yeah, so that's where I'm not. I don't have enough familiarity of 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 D and D to know like a proper like a proper multi class, right? I don't want to build some some some. Some mutt of a character that <laughs> just that, that doesn't really kind of like it doesn't have any synergy, you know. It doesn't have that thing that that makes that class click. Uh, like a ranger, I would imagine I would pair a ranger with a rogue. I feel like that would be a natural combination. Uh, where you're doing the sneaky snooze, you're picking a lock, and you're busting an arrow in somebody. Like I feel like that combination would be good. But as far as like some of the other ones, right? So maybe I wanted to build. Uh, they got gnomes in this game. I didn't know that was a class. Uh, yes. It's awesome. You can get a forest gnome, and I was so tempted to make uh, a forest gnome ranger because I just feel like that yeah. needs to be a thing. But Exactly. You need it. <laughs> it's a really good class. <laughs> it was very, I was so close to doing it, but where he was short, he, he lost out on like three meters of movement. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I want, I want my ranger to be able to move, uh, stay out of the combat as much as possible because he's a little spongy, you know, so... Not overly but spongy. You can move between you can move between bigger people's legs. Very true. And yeah, and yeah, so they probably got that built into the game like that because they have some really amazing things that they didn't have in Divinity that I don't remember it being a thing, but I could be wrong. You you played more than me, but if you have like a really strong strength character, like a barbarian or a paladin that's got a lot of strength at uh, points put in. You can pick people up and throw them at other people. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a D&D thing. That's really yeah, there, cool. <laughs> there's a trait that you can get, not a trait, a, uh, oh my gosh, what's it called? Um, it's like every, depending on the class, usually every four levels, you can get a, like you can add more, uh, like a hit point, or not a hit point, a, um, is it like extra ability or you can get an extra point that you add to your uh, character, like leveling up 
uh, or um, you can choose a talent, I think is what it is, I think which is right. another whole list of things. And that gives you like one of the things in there was um, uh, like, a, I think it's called a grappler. So you can spend an action to grapple the enemy. Then they're um, like, they can't move. They lose all movement points if you succeed that. And then you can try to do it again. And that restrains them and slams them, basically slams them on the ground. They can't move. Mm. If any action, I think they can only attack the person that is holding them, but they can't move at all. They need to succeed against that to be able to break out. And it's really like, it's really dirty like later on if you're like a super beefy like dude because you're rolling like strength rolls against like you know a goblin or something yeah yeah this it's uh it's pretty deep and if uh if we start getting into the actual D and whatnot you'll notice like all like a bunch of the similarities probably help you understand the game a little easier too honestly yeah because i so i didn't have any like i said i didn't have any prior knowledge of D&D besides just the theme more or less and kind of like not the nitty gritty of the gameplay I just knew how the game was played if that makes sense just to, like I know the dungeon was being set up by the DM and, and you're following the instructions and you're making choices as far as how your character stats and stuff like that blended into like your your roles and stuff like that I, I didn't know none of that till now um, and that's another thing like this game absolutely takes that like you're rolling the dice on the screen like, it's not, like, a lot of games, they do the dice roll in the background. Like, like mm -hmm. Divinity, for example, you know, you're you're doing, you're getting ability checks. You just don't know, uh, like, what's happening. You, you're doing the dice roll right on screen. Like, it's going to pop up. It says, hey, you need a, you know, a 10, you, you know, to be able to do this. And you need to roll a 10. And then you see your proficiencies, your plus twos and stuff like that from Charisma or whatever you're, you're challenging, whatever that check is for. Um, and then you roll and... You can, um, you know, see all that stuff get added in right there in front of you uh, and see how that role played out, which is which is cool. I've never seen a game do that before, which is uh, I guess is right on point with the D&D &D thing, though. I guess that's what people probably want to see is how that how that's playing out. Not, not just some kind of calculation in the background. that says, oh, you failed. Oh, you succeeded. Right? You, mm -hmm. can see, you can see. Um, and I lost a dice roll last night, actually, because I had. I think I needed to get a, it was a tough one. I think it was a 15 or something like, or no, it was, a, yeah, it was something like that. But I had something I'm not going to say in the story. Something happened to me in the story that, that had a, a negative one uh, debuff on all roles. Okay. And, um, and I had a plus two proficiency for my charisma because um, whatever my, I had a 14 charisma. So you get plus Plus one, plus two, yeah, yeah, for every it, two, right? So, so yeah, so if you're twelve in charisma, you get a plus one. Fourteen's plus two, sixteen yeah, plus three, yeah. So yeah, so you you did that, then you do the roll, then you see it plus two, then it minus is the one where I had the debuff from the the action that happened, and I lost the roll, and I was like, wow, that's. <laughs> and you can hundred percent save scum this if you really wanted to force a choice, but some of the stuff's like let it play out, let the story play out. And, uh, see that's happens. that's the whole uh that's the whole <laughs> the, what's the word the, the attraction the whole that, that's what makes it fun is it's all chance and it's all 100 yeah. percent. if you don't get this then you got to figure out something else yep or and, if uh, you don't convince them i guess you're going to jail 
<laughs> what are you yeah. going to do? You going to punch the guard in their face? <laughs> <laughs> and it has that. It. I mean, if you. I mean, from playing Divinity, it has a lot of that charm that they. So when my character hit level two, I I had to get points into the speak with animals thing because it was just an it was just an obvious choice. Uh, Especially for my class, out of where it's the Wood Elf Ranger, I got to speak with animals. I'm a Beastmaster, uh, and from playing that a big chunk of Divinity in the beginning, there, that is like a, a crucial thing. Uh, there's so much stuff you can interact with that just it brings that world to even more life, uh, and it has that funny stuff that like that uh, that side uh, of comedy that you can find because um, I used to speak to animals thing, mm-hmm. and then I. Um, I started to talk to this ox. There was a strange looking ox. It was actually labeled strange ox. <laughs> strange ox. Like, hmm. uh, so, so I had to start talking to him. And uh, I think when, you know, you had to do some, some, some throws and stuff like some dice rolls to get to proceed like persuasions and stuff like that. And uh, I want to say that it was just a druid in disguise, right? He was just trying to get the boulders gate. Uh, and he just was, <laughs> that was the safest route, I guess, being this ox. <laughs> but no way in this <laughs> so, but it was just, you know, and then there was an ox right beside this one. And this one, it really had me cracking up because, uh, I guess, uh, in this, this, uh, this village, right. It's, it's a village run by the Druids and they got these tieflings, uh, they're staying there at this village. Uh, and there's some kind of a goblin, uh, attacks that's about to occur. And the Druids wanted the tieflings to leave because they're bringing problems. Uh, but the tieflings, I guess, were hiding their uh, important shiny things inside the hay where the oxes are, are uh, eaten. So they hide their stuff in the hay. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I was talking to the ox, and the ox is like, he's like, yeah, sometimes they put their shiny things in here, and sometimes I eat them, and they have to, get, <laughs> and they have to look for them at the other end. <laughs> uh, it's funny because it puts you would have never known that. Because right beside these oxes are some tieflings that are like digging through some hay with some pitchforks and stuff. And uh, you would have never known what the context of that was unless you talked to the animals, which was really. And yeah, had that skill. Yeah, you got to have that skill to do so. And it puts that like little area like where all this stuff is happening into more of like a perspective. Of, like, wow, like, like this, the thought of it, it just makes so much more sense. And it just brings it that much more to life. I can't gush enough about the game. And that is, that is just like some stuff about the characters and the story itself and the character development and how the characters are, are thought out and how they interact with each other. It's really well done as well. Like you get to, uh, like I was saying, like, like your spells, you got to refresh them. So there's a camp, you can set up camp and camp is kind of like your hub. You can do a short rest, uh, without camping, but you can only earn back certain spells with short rest. You need long rest yep. for certain other, uh, skills that you have so eventually you do need a long rest and uh some of the food and stuff you find out find through the world you can use that because you need to have camp supplies to heal your people um, do you know about uh ritual casting mm-mm. a ritual moves so ritual casting lets you do sometimes some of the spells or certain ones if they have ritual with them uh you can spend like 10 minutes or a short whatever short rest or 10 minutes to do that and it lets you cast that for free instead of using it for that. But it's not everything is like done by ritual spells, only certain things. But then you get that you can do that free spell. It just takes, you know, a little bit. Yeah, 
Yeah, they got. I think they said like the game has like six hundred plus spells. <laughs> was that it? Yeah, I was <laughs> like, that is so many, and and each one has, you know, a whole like description of it. Like, there's there's yeah, a lot. A, a <laughs> yeah, it's like a lot of stuff <sighs> to take in, and that's one reason I didn't choose the wizard. Uh, is it was over? Like, I think it was too intimidating for for this style of game for me to, to learn all that. Not just that you start out pretty squishy well i guess you stay kind of squishy until you get some couple spells yeah. that kind of help yeah i think you can get like mage armor as a spell I think yeah you start off pretty early you. and uh you get and a mage, then, uh, mage hand i think so one you can like you can play around with too that you can move stuff around the world and stuff shield is another one that lets you like you can just ignore an attack it costs like a spell thing but you can completely block mm. like a whole move and you can use that after they've cast their thing already before your turn. So you can like when the damage is being done to you, you can say no, shield it. Yeah, there's like yeah, and that's that's one reason I was like, I'm just gonna I'll come back and make me a, a wizard or you know, I get you still get to play with the ones you that you acquire in your party as well. And that was kind of my thing. Like I'm, I'll learn I'll learn some of these pre presets, right, that I'm gonna get into the party. I'll learn some of this stuff. And then later down the road, if I wanted to create a wizard, uh, I'll be able to do so. But where my character is kind of like a mix. He's a spellcaster and a ranger. He's got like a little bit of both. Not a whole lot of the spell stuff, but you can you can get a nice little taste of how how that works, like in and out of combat, uh, which, is, which is pretty good. Uh, but yeah, some of that stuff, like I said, like in the camp, that's the only way you can refresh it. Um, but the camp, is, it gives you that moment that you can kind of like Kind of like the ship in Mass Effect is the best thing I can compare it to. Everybody's, yeah. everybody's just kind of like uh, in their post, right? Everybody's standing around and you can go talk to them. and You get a little more of the nitty gritty. That's where a lot of the character development is probably going to happen. In the camp, you can you can talk to people and get more of like a, a personalized level than out on the battlefield when you're trying to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and they do a really cool thing, too, because when it's nighttime in the camp, you actually put your PJs on. You take your arm off, and you got a set of PJs you wear around camp, <laughs> which is super cool. Everybody has their like out of out of armor outfit they uh they they wear at the camp, which is cool. It gives it a little bit of more personality, you know. Like, well, obviously. it seems like they keep really true to to like a D and D actual style setting a game. It sounds it. I mean, very, like I said, true. you would. I mean, you would know more because you've got some hands on experience with D and D. Uh, so you'd probably take even more appreciation than when you when you do fire this game up because you just you can make those comparisons. You're like, wow, that's it's a really neat way to do this. Um, whereas to me, I'm still just I'm learning the game and D and D at the same time, and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> double time in it. And uh, so it's it's so well done though. I never feel like I don't know what I'm doing, which is another thing. Um, some like CRPG games, they can be a little bit intimidating because it's just a lot of mechanics to learn. A lot of stuff's happening. But the way they do this, they 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 make it so when you're approaching combat and stuff like that early in the game, it is a little bit tutorially as a way. And that's not saying, hey, click this. It's not like black in the screen out and laying on a one button, like click this. <laughs> it's it's just giving you like a pop up. Hey, you know, this is this or a pop up over here. This is this. And you're coming across like very easy enemies that you can at least one or two hit, right? So you're just breezing through combat um, and learning the game. And I came, I, fi- I think I finally out of that 
And I just came across like a pretty beefy battle in this goblin village where they had some big old uh, like goblin dogs and goblin wolves. Like I forget what they're called. They're big old, big old dog goblins. But yes, these there's archers. They had like a buffing goblin, magey goblin, then some obviously warrior goblins. It was a bunch of a bunch of dudes, <laughs> and uh, it was the first time I actually uh, had to like challenge myself. Like, okay, I really need to probably put I'm gonna put my archer on the high ground because high ground is a super big thing in in Larian games. <laughs> yes, like you got to have high ground, and they absolutely bring in all that uh, world environment damage and stuff like that. That is all back. You know, you're gonna be lightning the water. You're gonna be firing the stuff on the ground. Uh, the oil and stuff. You're still going to be doing that kind of thing. And a uh, really Ooh. cool spell. Uh, the wizard, uh, the wizard that I have anyways, in my party, he has a spell called grease mm-hmm. and you can grease the ground and then uh, set it on fire, <laughs> which is so handy. Uh, it does Make a ton it slippery. Of... Oh yeah. Then, it, uh, yeah. So if they go running or they try say the uh, opponent tries to move in the grease area, yeah, they have a really high chance of slipping and they go prone for a move. Uh, so they lose their turn. Uh, do they lose it or do they lose their movement? How does it do it in that one? I want to say so. I want to say they lose their movement. Okay. From my understanding. Yeah. Um, that's how the general, uh, that's how it usually goes in there. But I know the uh, divinity did. If you slipped, your, your turn was over. <laughs> you were done if you were prone. I would have to double check it. I want to say they just lose the rest of their movement. Um, I think that's I'm, what it is, or it costs uh, it costs half your movement to stand back up. Is how it usually does in D and D. Maybe so. I feel like there's more mechanic there. Um, but yeah, that 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 is like a super handy. Like that, just that one spell alone is super handy. I love it. Um, and then then my archer, he has this. I did. I I got this one spell. It's called um, Mark of the Hunter. Mm-hmm. So I got to pick a target, right? I'm going to pick a target. Uh, I'm going to do it a little bit extra damage to him. Uh, and if I kill him, I can remark another yes. target and chain it and just keep chaining it as I kill people, which gives me a little bit of extra damage on that, on a dice throw. I think you throw like, I think it's like a, a so actually they, they have it all six. in the, yes, yeah, so I think it's like a 1d6 or a 1d4 or something like that. But they have that in the game like that, like your damage is a 1d6, you know, is it? It's just like it's that. teaching so, you how to play. Yeah, so you yeah, gotta. While you're, while you're doing it. Yeah, so it does show like damage. It'd be like, it'd be like zero to seven or, or one to six or whatever like that. And it, it'll say like if it's a 2d4 or a 2d6 or whatever it is, whatever size that dice is. And I had to look this up. Obviously, it don't tell you in the game. <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, I don't know. How do I know what damage this, this weapon does, right? I don't know what a 3d4 is. I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, you were like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know what none of that meant, right? So, uh, yeah, I had to look that up, obviously. And now I understand. It makes perfect sense. Uh, but as as an outsider, no idea what they're talking about in this game. <laughs> is, a, is a 3D4 better than a 2D6? I, 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 was, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what none of this is. Uh, but it does it does show you the damage, too, for uh, the num-nums out there like me. So uh, they don't know what, don't, don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> You're learning. You learn, but uh, even you know, I was you know, even if this, you know said thing, say it's a three d four, you can do a max of twelve, but you can do a bare minimum of three because you only can roll ones. 
um, which would be better than a 2D uh, 2D6, where it'd be a 2 to 2 to 12, right? So um, even though more dice, I, I feel like attributes to better. It's consistently a better uh, roll because you got a higher minimum, if anything. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's 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 very fleshed out. It's a it's a whole thing. Um, the, between the world burning, world building, character development, and and uh, the the graphics in this game are outstanding. By the way, they Ooh. are they are top notch. It looks very good. The the characters, they look. It, it's almost hitting a level of realistic. Like when you're talking to the characters, it's not doing so. I, I from my not memory of Divinity. Uh, you're looking at characters. You're not talking to them like face to face, right? Is that right? Or because you, you're hitting dialogue, you're clicking on somebody, and you're clicking dialogue at the bottom of the screen. So this, right. so this zooms in like almost like a Bethesda. I'm gonna talk to this uh, person. I'm gonna go talk okay. to this person, kind of thing. And that's like that for everybody. I don't know how they even managed to do that with like all these people in this game. Uh, but when you're talking to people and interacting with people. It's a whole cinematic cutscene for every conversation you're having, right? It's doing this whole thing, like it's zooming in, it's changing the camera angles. You know, you're looking over here, you're looking at your character now because you're about to pick your dialogue. <laughs> it's doing this whole thing the whole time, like you're watching a movie. It's 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 unbelievable. But the character de- like design and modeling is just outstanding. I don't know how they did it. I don't know what their budget was on this, and I don't know why everybody's not doing it <laughs> <laughs> because it looks it looks. It looks so incredible. It's it's crazy, and they got like the right amount of gloss on the eyes, so they don't look like they just have a dead stare. Like you know, yeah. you're looking at you're looking at them. You're like, okay, this this person is this is a person. Yeah. <laughs> a dead stare. They do like they're looking <laughs> over your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Like, somebody else. <laughs> like their eyes are like wide open, and they're just like no blink or nothing. Like it's a kind of like Whoa. sentient AI. <laughs> I don't know, but they they captured like that. I feel like I can have a bonding with this person because it's they they feel so much more like realistic, robust of a character. Um, but yeah, there's tons of stuff I can talk about. Boulders Gate all the all day, uh, just because it's just so much there, uh, so much to do, and I haven't even begun to scratch any kind of surface of this game. Um, but I'm very excited. It is one of the things. Like I haven't got too excited about a game lately. I just haven't understood like really what I want to play and what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't really I, like I pu- I put something on for a little bit. And it's like I don't know if I feel like doing this kind of thing. Like ah, maybe I'll play something else. And I do that for like a while, and I just end up not playing anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> like there are five games and still sitting there. Like nope. Yeah. So it's it came to the point where now it's like, wow, I can't wait till I can get into my next session of Boulder's Gate. Is you get that like level of kid excitement almost, like when you when you come back from games, EB, what's it, EB Games? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you come back and you got your fresh new jewel case, <laughs> and you're ready, you're ready to slap it into the console. You just cannot wait. But your parents are like, "Oh, we got to go grocery shopping first. You're like, "No, <laughs> yeah. I want to go play this game." <laughs> At least you didn't have to download them back then, I guess. So yeah. <laughs> there was that. Yeah, so it's kind of like that. I mean, Boulder, it, they did such a tremendous job, and I feel like I know they've been getting a lot of heat from AAA developers. Have you seen any of that information coming around? Mm-mm. So um, I, so 
tell me who who's who's what who who said it's bad because they're dumb and wrong. I think it was a it was a, a assortment of developers, right? I think it was a little bit of a little bit of heat from. Um, let me look it up actually, because this is an article. This is a thing. <laughs> they're like they're like a really like top RPG studio. Like I mean, they've they've dropped multiple like solid. I think it's what solid, it is. Big games. The problem with it is that Larian Studios is a it's a double A. It's a double A studio. Um, and you got triple A studios out there that aren't even <laughs> developing games even on a remote level of this. It's it's really it's good. less than ten hour games. <laughs> that goes for multiple different multiple yeah, different ones. So I'm not a I'm not a game length kind of person. Like if it's a good experience and I had a great time with it then I don't have a problem with the game's length. You know, if it wants to be 10 hours or 100 hours, it doesn't matter. Uh, long as that's a good experience. Like, like, come on now. You can buy... You, you can't have that argument, right, that a game is only 10 hours, so it's not valued at $60. Because you got games right. out there like, like Hades. You can beat Hades in 30 minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. You, you can know? get lucky. Yeah, you, you can, can absolutely... Be good. First playthrough, you can beat that game in 30 minutes. You know, there's a game. So I bought a game on Steam. It's a it's like a it's a roguelike hockey game. I don't know if you've seen this, but it was on sale for like 15 bucks. It just came out. And uh, so you what you do (laughs) small tangent to the side here. What you do is you play kind of like the roguelike. You you pick where you want to go kind of like faster than light. You pick one. Go up here and maybe you'll train your hockey team. They'll gain a couple extra skill points. Or you go down here and maybe you can play a match and you get some kind of extra buff, right? So you can do that. And it's a really, it's called tape to tape if you want to look it up on Steam. There we go. Tape to tape. Um, I'll look it up too. <laughs> so I can look at it. But it's really, it's a goofy, uh, really fun arcadey, like, like yeah. hockey game. And, uh, but it's a lot of fun. You get uh, your your standard like rogue kind of like buffs and stuff you can get. Uh, then you're upgrading some stuff at the the blacksmith, which is forging hockey sticks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun, right? But this game, I played it in my first playthrough. It only took me an hour and a half. I beat the game in an hour and a half, right? Did you? <laughs> yeah, I, I ran it for some reason or another. I played it and I got through the whole thing in an hour and a half and beat the... I beat that run, right? Um, Which was fine with me. I didn't sit there and like, wow, they just cheated me out of this game. It just, that is a roguelike, right? That's what's going to happen. (laughs) If you're good, you know, if you're good at the game, not saying I was good at this hockey game, but. (laughs) When you're as good as me and you just try things out. Well, yeah, when you, when you're, You you know, you're good at it and you can do it, like you can do it, right? That's the point of a roguelike. And so people to judge a game's length by its quality, I just don't think it's a fair assumption. Uh, even like Returnal, right? Returnal, a yeah. very, very large, uh, you know, roguelike game. Very AAA, very nice quality, very high graphics. And somebody can run through that game. They can speed run that game. <laughs> and that game was $70. <laughs> you know, <laughs> every like, bit of it. Like, come on now. Like, that doesn't mean the game is any less for what it is. And the game we're talking about, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, right? The PC version. If any full disclosure, 
you know, PC Gamer gave it a big uh, a big rant about. Uh, they they didn't know if they could recommend it because the game was only ten hours in length. Not and that was basically their yay or nay was the game's length, not the game's quality, which is a big a big no no, right? Because I mean, I don't I don't say Breath of the Wild is a great game, and that game's probably hundred hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like that's not that's not it doesn't mean anything. It's just an arbitrary number uh, that they're assigning to it, and can't get behind that. You know, and like Boulder's Gate, it's probably gonna take me two hundred hours to probably beat that game. It does it make it a better or worse game? No. If it be if I if I beat you know my story in fifty hours or thirty hours, I'm very content with the the sixty dollar price tag on that game because it's just that it's just that good uh, to not. Yeah, tape to tape. You'll play it on Steam. <laughs> Very fun <laughs> hockey hockey yeah. roguelike game. Go check, go check that one. I forgot all about the. I meant to tell you about this game because it's just I've never I played. I didn't. Add it too much. I didn't know how you put a roguelite into a hockey game, but they did it, and it's very fun. It's very entertaining. Uh, I think I they think figured you, it out. Yeah, they figured it out, and it's 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 the right level of it's not it's not like playing NHL, uh, which is also a great sports game, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, out of the sports games I do play, I do like playing hockey. Not that I'm even a big hockey fan or nothing. It's just I think that's a good port of a sport into a game, and it's exciting and fun. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, speaking of uh, roguelites that are good that come out, Dave the Diver apparently is awesome, and I've been wanting to check that out. Yeah, I heard good things. And Dredge, that's the other one. Dredge, uh, yeah, Dredge is still on the list. I got to get that. I haven't decided if I wanted to get that on the Switch or PC. One of those games. Is it on? Dredge is on both? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Hmm. It's usually on sale on both, too. So. I haven't decided where I wanted to grab it. I mean, it might be a it might be a Switch title for me. I feel like it would be a good Switch title. But, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I was looking up the AAA developers that are bashing Boulder's Gate for being too good. Blizzard forms. <laughs> I want to find like the actual. There was a written article. Uh, here's uh, here's one from the Nexus forums. Nope, that, that's the one. We don't want that. Uh, let's see. I think it was a well. Don't quote me on this, but I want to say there's a couple people from Ubisoft. Oh, that sounds right. Um, I want to say somebody from from software said Ooh. something, and somebody from Bethesda. Um, Why? It's because I, so what they don't want to happen is they don't want people to make this this like they don't want people to expect that Boulder's Gate Three is a standard in RPGs, uh, which is the reason that they they were they came out and said something because for one, Boulder's Gate Three was developed in six years. How, how long have they been building Starfield? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like these games, like they built this immense game in six years, which is the standard, I feel like, production cycle of a game nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how long it's taken. Uh, then you got other RPG games that are just taking way longer, right? They're just taking way, way longer. Like Skull of Bones? Were you going to play that this this Uh-oh. decade or what? Right? So uh, Probably not. Next console. <laughs> Fable. Yeah, fable. You know, 
but nonetheless, you know, they're complaining like, hey, this RPG is it's just too good. We can't we can't live up to the, the expectations that all of our game releases are going to be this good. And they don't want that to be the standard. But I feel like if you don't have a standard like that, then what are we what are we doing? We're just creating games to make money. Like you're not making a game to for for the purposes of enjoyment and entertainment at that point. Like I feel like that's where that, that's where a line's getting crossed somewhere in this this whole thing. So Larian was actually offered a buyout from Microsoft at one point. Mm. Microsoft was going to acquire them, and they absolutely turned it down. Wow. Absolutely turned it down because uh, they wanted to keep the personality of their team. They wanted to be, um, you know. They wanted to be their self-contained thing, and not saying that Microsoft would would change that, but they didn't want to be. They didn't want to lose that thing that makes their game feel special, right? They're making a game mm-hmm. for gamers. They're making a game for enjoyment, and, and the sole purpose of the game is for that reason, and not to not for profitability. They're not going to cut content out of the game to make it more affordable for them to produce. They're not going to. They're not going to. You know, out of the millions of lines and words of dialogue in Boulder's Gate, they're not going to be like, well, we're going to cut 500,000 lines out uh, so we can get this game out six months earlier to start making some revenue. Like they didn't make they didn't make those choices. And sometimes being a part of a bigger system and then uh, sometimes they might have been forced to make that decision. You know, so they don't they didn't want that. They didn't want to lose that luster in the company uh, by by getting acquired. And now they got Boulder's Gate three, which just actually broke the top 10 of most concurrent players on Steam of all time uh so yeah that's uh that's pretty big actually super big and, and mostly the only time that happens is like really big like multiplayer e-sporty free-to-play kind of things and some standouts uh hogwarts legacy game of the year no <laughs> uh, it, it is on that list though right so <laughs> uh it's, it's just one of those things they just wanted to keep their identity intact and i absolutely respect that you know they they've created the two Two very, very solid RPGs that I don't think I could I could think of another game that could even compare besides Pillars of Eternity from Obsidian. It might be the only game I can think of that would compare Ooh. to a Larian RPG. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, and not even in the, the full sense. That one's closer to like how the older Baldur Gates kind of played in a way like you were still free but you you kind of moved around on the map yeah yeah still yep. still really good i still really like that hey Baldur's gate 2 is on the number Baldur's gate 3 is number two on the most played on steam right now yeah it just keeps climbing the charts uh i'm gonna go on steam db actually uh the peak today is a seven hundred sixty nine thousand eight hundred thirty three. ain't that wild and that's the, that's the current players <laughs> Dude, this is a that's a niche game, right? This is a yeah. this is a turn based <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons RPG. <laughs> I think uh, I guess Dungeons and Dragons has really come up in over the past few years. Really, for there's a lot more people I think that play and have found found time to actually jump in. Yeah, it now they like it. It's becoming a very yeah. And the Dungeons and Dragons movie was amazing, by the way. Uh, I did get a chance was to it? watch that. Yeah. I heard it was good. I heard yeah. it was really good. I meant to tell you about that. That is actually a great, a great movie. Like almost probably worthy of picking up and having a copy. <laughs> it was, it was actually, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, the the guy that uh, Chris Pines, right? Uh, he plays a bard in the movie, 
and it's, mm-hmm. he does a he does a, ter- a terrific job. Um, the lady from Fast and Furious, I can't think of her name. What's her name in Fast and Furious? Oh, Mendez. The, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. So her, she's in it. She plays a uh, kind of like the the rougher, like barbarian style, um, <laughs> strong lady. I, I forget what the class she's supposed to be, but barbarian or fighter. She's no, she's like a fighter, fighter class, right? I can't think of her race though. Um, and, but they got they got a lot of things in it. So they got the little the little people, the gnome people. Uh, she was actually in a relationship with a gnome person. It's just bizarre. Awesome. And the, gnome, <laughs> the the person that plays the gnome person is uh, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> oh, that's uh, it's, great! <laughs> it's, 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 it's a good time. That movie's a good time. Uh, definitely check it out. It's on. Uh, it's on. Uh, what did I watch it on? Paramount Plus. Paramount. Not that that's a great streaming service, but it is on there. <laughs> it is on there. Yeah. I think that's where we watched it. Or maybe maybe it wasn't. I think that's what it was. Yeah, it's a weird place for it. I don't know why they didn't just put that on like HBO Max. <laughs> like a, like mm-hmm. a proper place to stream a movie. But <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I would definitely check that one out. If you got uh, <laughs> Paramount Plus <laughs> or Paramount, I don't even know what it's called anymore. It's Paramount, I guess. Some <laughs> the Office Network. Yeah, the only reason we got uh, we had it to watch local, local, uh, the local station because you can do that on there. Channel sixteen. <laughs> Channel sixteen news. <laughs> well, our channels. I didn't want to say the news because everybody's news is different uh, for Channel sixteen. You know. Just our local news. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you know, you know, somebody's somebody's like, oh, WBDD. <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what news that is. I <laughs> <laughs> don't even know what I was saying. Oh, yeah, where they were there. You know, so what do you think of that, though? Do you think a game like Boulder Skate is too ambitious? Do you think that's something that should set a bar or no? What do, you, what do you think? No, I mean, I just think it's a studio that really puts work into what they like in there. And, you know, they, they work well together. They show that they don't need like a big time because they did they publish the game themselves too? Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe. Let me look. Yes. <laughs> I don't think it should be too much. Yeah, it says published Larian Studios developer Larian Studios. It's published and developed by the same, same thing. So, which is impressive. Most, most, uh, I guess, because they got the reputation of having divinity under their belt. You know that that probably helped them a ton. Uh, but sometimes, if without the proper uh, publishing, uh, then some games. Just uh, don't. Yeah, it's it's them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they prove and they show that they can do that and create something like this that AAA developers are like, well, yeah. look at them trying hard. Yeah, look at them tryhards. <laughs> That's not how every RPG is. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 so cinematic too. Like the just all the stuff that's happening isn't just like happening. It's got like cinematics and stuff all linked to this stuff. Gosh, I just can't gush enough about how good of a game this is. This is, uh, it might be. So I know a lot of people like 
they're still going to vote for like like Zelda, for instance, or something like that for game of the year without playing this game. You know, you got to play this game and and feel it out. And then I think you can make the proper judgment about what game of the year is. But if this isn't a high contender, if not game of the year, by the end of the year, I will be super upset with everybody. <laughs> like, like there's no reason this isn't absolutely uh, at the at the top of at least everybody's top five. If uh, you know, because I get it, you know, RPGs like this, very fantasy s. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. You know, the theming and stuff. You know, people just don't get into that kind of thing. Uh, but you know, if you're gonna pick. Zelda over Boulder's Gate. You're gonna have to give me a vast argument on how that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're two different RPGs, too. I guess very, very different, right? You know, I just feel like the, you know, the quality. There's a lot of quality here in Boulder's Gate. It's very fresh. Everything is very freshly made, uh, and some of the assets from Zelda is reused. Uh, not that it matters. It saves him some budget money. Not that I ever care about, you know, the fact that they reuse assets, but it's not. I think that's what stains sequels from winning game of the year is the fact that that they know what it feels and looks like already because they did it once. Mm-hmm. I feel like that does hurt a lot. But of it's games. not as impactful. Yeah, feels like it's not as impactful. Yeah. So, and you got other RPGs. So there's a lot of RPGs up for this year, right? You got Boulder's Gate three. You're going to have uh, Zelda. You're going to have Harry Potter. Or not Harry Potter. Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, what's some other stuff? Starfield. Starfield, yeah. Um, what's coming up here towards a little bit later this year? I feel like there's another one. Not unless, yeah. I mean, those are all RPGs. <laughs> it's an RPG year. Yeah, for real. That's more than what we normally get. Yeah, like quality ones at that. Oh, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, Final 16. Yeah. Gosh, all the RPGs. All the different styles of fantasy you could ever indulge in. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got your, your Zelda fans oh, out there. You're Diablo came out. Oh, Diablo, another great RPG. <laughs> yeah, Diablo came out. Um, what else we got? Uh, Remnant. Two is an RPG. Remnant, yeah, Remnant. What else? Scrolling through my big list here. Yeah, we didn't even touch the Switch. Uh, I'm sure there's some some substantial stuff over there too. Oh, Octopath Traveler two came out this year. That's right. Yeah, Octopath Traveler. I don't see that. That's and that's a pretty niche one. <laughs> I don't see <Yeah>. that one. <laughs> Making it to the top yeah, it's list. It's an RPG. It's good though. <laughs> Those games are good. Like that style of game is good. Like, it's that. Then that definitely not for everybody. <laughs> no. Uh, Darkest Dungeon Two. Darkest Dungeons Two. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, Liza P. When that comes out. Liza P. Yeah, the Dark Souls ish uh, <laughs> Pinocchio game. That's very. <laughs> Yep, yep. That's a bizarre one, but I feel like the game's gonna be it's gonna be a stealth hit. I don't think a lot of people are gonna play it. I feel like it's gonna be good though. Uh that what was that the, the dinosaur game came out too? The primal uh, the Dino Crisis styled game? I d I didn't play it. Mm. What was that called? Prime something? 
I heard it wasn't that great. But that did well. that did come out. I didn't know if you wanted to go slay a dino or something. But <laughs> <laughs> I think it's strictly a multiplayer game too. So. so I think Game Pass has actually came out with quite a bit of of, of content lately. Um, yes, I guess you got to justify that couple dollar increase. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we... Armor Core 6 is coming out. That's yeah, right. Armor That'll Core. be RPG. Is that a this year thing? That's niche. Uh, uh, super niche. I <laughs> believe so. Yeah. Oh, did um, you play... A side note. Did you play Arcade Paradise by, by any chance? No, but I know what it is, and I, I, I want to get in there. Can, can you please go <laughs> play that, that game for me? <laughs> that mashes some uh, couple things together that are nice, too. <laughs> You get that whole gas station simulator vibe mixed with playing arcade games, and it's it's very nice. Uh, it's a very good time. <laughs> I'm not even going to say nothing else about it. I just want you to. Well, you said you've seen it, but for other people that have not seen it, just go download Arcade Paradise and go play. It. <laughs> it's, You'd uh, be surprised. It's not, it's not what you think. Uh, it's not what I thought when I played when I downloaded and played it. I didn't. I didn't know it was going to. It's, it was going to be as involved with the first part. What <laughs> uh, a ton of fun. ton of fun. I, mm-hmm. I enjoy playing. Turtle. Mm-hmm. Turtle. Did you? Get Redfall. Oh, Redfall. Not looking too good, though. I don't know. Did they patch that out? I've honestly not heard anything about it since <laughs> since when it first came out. Everybody's mad, and then they stopped talking about it, which is kind of sad. So maybe they'll do something and get it, get it. Yeah, I think uh, I think it'd be fine. I just don't think anybody's going to play it now, because that, which is a shame because I like the idea of that game. You know, it was a mixture of like a Left for Dead zombie, uh, not zombie, vampire game. Where you're going through levels and doing a thing, but well, it wasn't levels; it was more open worldish, was it? I, I I forget how the concept of that worked. Right? Was it was it just Ooh. large maps and you're doing missions? Yeah, I think you can basically roam around in the areas and you go to like places on the map. Yeah, but it was multiple sort of like maps events. Though, or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've not been in it uh, to even see. I've still not tried it. I haven't either. I haven't either. I was letting them just kind of like fix that out. Yeah, till I get time to yeah. <laughs> to get in there for that. I was excited for the release of that game, then I, <laughs> I lost a little bit of excitement uh, after those first readings. Uh, yeah, people talking about it. Yeah, but not saying I ruled it out or nothing. I I, I will uh, slap it on there at some point. Mm-hmm. I like some good vampire vampire mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, you need to listen to you need to listen to a it's an audio drama. Uh, it's called uh, Impact Winner. It's all about vampires. What happens is a uh, meteor. Sh- so the plot of the story is a meteor strikes the, the Earth, and it puts the world in darkness from the, the impact. Right. So the world mm-hmm. is engulfed in darkness for years and years and years, and it allows the vampires to come out. It allows the vampires to now take over the world because the vampires are. Not hiding in the in the dark no more because everything's dark, and it allows you know 
them to to basically um, to grow as a population because now they you know so on and so on. I'm not gonna address the whole story here, but uh, it's very good. It's very high quality uh, as an audio drama, as sound effects and, and narrative goes. Uh, Impact winner. I just got all the good suggestions today. Go play your hockey roguelike and listen to Impact Winner. That <laughs> 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 uh, might be. I don't know if I got a whole lot more uh, for you here. You got anything you want to you want to slap on here? Anything you want to say? No, we covered most of the like the little things that I had. It's not been a crazy amount of stuff going on now. I mean. As of recently, the Microsoft stuff's calmed down, and, and most of the other things have. Yeah, everything's kind of like getting back to a norm. And I did hear yeah, rumors that Xbox is might purchase Sega. Did you see some of that? Uh, the, something about the way they were talking to each other. Same for Square Enix. Um, them and where that's Final Fantasy's coming to Xbox now. Uh, Phil Spencer said something about they can't wait to work together on upcoming things and didn't really go into it. And I think the CEO of the other company of Square said it too. Hmm. Like they're talking about doing some kind of working together, whether that means they're going to buy them too <laughs> or if they're just going to do like a partnership. Yeah. I don't a know. lot of nasty stuff came out about Sony trying to, uh, you know, you use their money and resources to block things from coming on to Microsoft deals with people like that. But yeah, yeah. it is what it is. As long as everybody's <laughs> making, making some good games and I can play some good games somewhere. I really just, <laughs> yeah, let it, let it wash. It's in the wash at that point. You know? Oh, another, another good RPG coming out. Sea of sea of stars, sea of stars, sea of stars. That one I've heard of. They just recently added this to Game Pass. Wait, well, you can't play it yet, but because it's not out. But they added it to it when it does come out. I was gonna actually buy this game on on uh, on Steam, on my Steam game, my Steam wish list. It's a pixel okay. uh, JRPG style RPG game. Oh, it's by the people that did the Messenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Samurai game. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the more we talk about stuff on this podcast, the more I realize I played a lot of games mm-hmm. <laughs> that I didn't realize. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> I just played every game there is, I guess. <laughs> and and there's no consistency with any of it. It's just ever. No, it doesn't like I just played the weirdest games. If you look in my Steam, like play like my Steam list of games, you'd be like, this dude just doesn't. He just has no preference. He just buys anything. <laughs> He just gets whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just buys every game. If it's on sale, it's in his, it's in his list. Some of these games, I just have have no no time really. And <laughs> yeah, I buy them. And I just like oh, I might play that. It looks cool. I might get it on sale. Or I buy stuff and I forget I bought it because I like I get it in early access and I just kind of let it marinate in there a little bit. Yeah, I'll come back and play it. You <laughs> <laughs> forget all about it. Like Zombie Grinder, that's a great game. You ever play that? Uh-uh. Oh, it says you played previously. Have I? 
Hold on. <laughs> Zombie Grinder? I forgot yeah. all about this game. This game's good. It's the it's a, a co op like zombie killing game. Man, I own that. That's the very last thing on my list. It's the last one on my own who's thinking past that either. <laughs> this game's great. Seventy two minutes of it. Oh, look at you. Almost hitting that hour and a half mark. <laughs> yeah, like mad eight achievements. Look at me. <laughs> yeah. I'd give this a ride. I ain't played this since twenty sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Did I play uh, this with yeah, you? I, <laughs> I think we played this together. Did we? <laughs> <laughs> I think we did. <laughs> that would make sense why we both own it. I mean, <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. I think we I think we did play this. That might have been one of them weird gift scenarios that we were doing there for a while. I'm sure uh, for <laughs> the time period it came out, I bet we were probably late, real late night playing it. <laughs> it's coming back to me as I look at these screenshots. Deep into the morning hours. <laughs> I just remember being fun. I need to. I don't, well, I don't know why it's got mixed reviews. I need to correct that. <laughs> you better get on there and put yourself a review. I should with my it's four still, hours. Of... It's still in early access. Nah, they can't be real anymore. Is What's it real it? still? What's it say? It says, uh, uh, approximately how long is the game in early access? As the team behind the game is relatively small, and our wish list for features and improvements is getting even longer. It's difficult to put an exact estimate on how long we aim to stay in early access. We, we hope, however, lo however long we do stay in this uh, procedure is the kind of results the community wants. It's a very, very, very open statement there. <laughs> I mean, this game might be dead in the water at this point, I would think, right? Did they cop out on this? Is that what, is that what I'm? Maybe. You know? All I'm saying is, it's still fun. I don't know. There's a wiki it. page that said it isn't dead. Uh, PC gaming wiki. When's this from? Came out in 2015. Um. Mm. Hello. People are people leaving the comments down here on the reviews. Developer abandoned it with an excuse that he's always busy with other projects and this doesn't pay the bills. Those were the actual words when we asked him why the game didn't get a further update. Apparently that doesn't matter to him while people were, were still playing his unfinished product. <laughs> Dev completely abandoned. Zombie Grinder has not updated or patched anything since April of 2016 <laughs> when we played it. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess we played it when it was hot. It was hot. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, what more do you want in this game? Right? It is. It is what it is. <laughs> what else are they doing? That's the only thing they have. What other games are they? Must be. They might not. Maybe that's all they did. Was just that they have another job and they're trying to break out into that. Oh, maybe so. Maybe so. I'm telling you right now that. I have a really obscure, weird idea for a game, and if you know how to use one of the game creators, or if you can think, figure it out, <laughs> we can do it. We can do it. Hey, you can get Game Maker on Steam. Have you have you seen that? I haven't. Look, type in, look that up too. Type in Game <laughs> Game Maker. It's free. I don't know if it's free to publish the game. I think there's some game kind maker, of game creator. Game Maker, yeah. Just the top one. I downloaded this actually, and messing with it a little bit one night uh, but it's a full game development tool 
can absolutely create something with this. And I think it's on our level of understanding of how things work. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I tried uh, the RPG makers, a couple of them before, and it's, um, gets, gets confu- confusing. <laughs> I think this is, I uh, think this yeah. is the new, this is kind of like the new RPG maker uh, kind of thing. Yeah, they have a subscription you can get to it. Yeah, I think for some other tools or something like that. I don't know uh, a whole lot about I'm it. Only, you know, but this I wonder is, if you can use the 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 stuff like you can buy, um, you know, the packs on like Humble and some of the other ones like that. They'll give you like game development tools and oh. and uh, like pixels things, different things like that you can import and use. Possible. I wonder if that works for this. Very possible. I don't know enough about it, but I—I I mean, this sounds like something you would—you would tinker with, though, and at least see if you can do something with it. I know I, so I have played a game like the the emblem for Game Maker pops up right at the beginning, so I know there's games out there getting created on this. Um, I've seen the splash screen for it. So it's totally a thing. Totally a thing. Yeah. I don't know what you got to pay it. for. If you need maybe the extra in there or specific things, uh, or like you said, to publish, maybe maybe the pub, maybe you you probably get special tools. Yeah, maybe you probably, I know it has something probably to do with the publishing. uh, For like, you can't, you can probably create something in here, but you can't publish it because you don't own the rights to the the software. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you probably would have to pay some kind of subscription ish. Thing. I mean, you, you look into it. More, more than welcome to see uh, what you got here. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> this dude, this dude left a, a review. Says, "Why buy an overpriced game on Steam when you can just make it yourself?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, you're right. <laughs> Genius. This dude said, "Game so boring, I had to make it myself." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, any final thoughts, comments? I don't think people want to hear me. Talk about game maker. <laughs> yeah, you want to hear game maker. Uh, but any final Once thoughts? More zombie grinder. If zombie grinder, dead game. Don't, don't go. Don't go buy that now. Sorry. Don't go buy it, but just know it was it was nice when it was still a thing. <laughs> it was a good time in 2016. Yeah, you really missed out on the party back then. But. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Legacy Respawn. You can find us over on Patreon.com/slash Legacy Respawn. Support the show, of course. And until next time. Take care.